And just as the disciples were telling about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened, Jesus asked. Why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost. Because ghosts do not have bodies, as you see that I do. As he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. Still, they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. Then Jesus asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he ate it as they watched. Then Jesus said, When I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, Yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sin for all who repent. You are all witnesses of these things. Here ends the reading. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. If you are of a certain age, you probably remember the radio broadcaster Paul Harvey. His long career spanned from 1951 to about 2008 before he died at the age of 90. He was known for his distinctive voice, his long pauses as he read the news, and his creation of new words, such as Reaganomics and guesstimate, that became a part of our national vocabulary. But perhaps what Paul Harvey was best known for were the special interest bits he wrote when he would tell us the rest of the story. The rest of the story was a five-minute historical vignette that ended with a surprise twist, such as the story about a young boy who suffered from severe dyslexia in a time before they even had a name for that learning challenge. The boy was determined to learn and succeed, even though his parents and he were told repeatedly that he would never amount to much. While he persevered in the face of many challenges and ended up doing great things with his life, his name was Thomas Woodrow Wilson. 28th President of the United States. Well, Paul Harvey would drop that surprise ending and then simply say, and now you know the rest of the story.
Well, here we are in the Easter season. Most of us are pretty familiar with the story of Easter morning, the story of the women going to the tomb at dawn to anoint Jesus' body, only to find that the tomb is empty. We remember the heavenly beings proclaiming, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. We know the story of Easter morning pretty well. But do we know the rest of the story? Well, today we get a bit of that rest of the story from Luke's Gospel, where it is now late, late on Easter Day. A lot has happened. Before the passage I just read, Luke tells us the story from earlier that day on Easter when Cleopas and another disciple encountered Jesus on the road to Emmaus. Those disciples didn't recognize Jesus who came to walk along with them. And the three of them walked and talked for a long time, them telling the unrecognized Jesus about the crucifixion of their friend and of their sadness and disappointment. Jesus, in turn, filling them in on how his story fit in with all that had been written in Scripture about the Messiah. But even in the midst of all of that conversation, Cleopas and his friend did not recognize that it was Jesus until he sat down to eat with them and Jesus broke the bread at the meal. Well, then, in a surprising rest of the story twist, their eyes were opened and they recognized that it was Jesus and As soon as they made the connection, Jesus vanishes from their eyes. I can almost hear Paul Harvey's voice narrating this story. And the man who sat down to eat with those two unsuspecting disciples, well, his name was Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. And now you know the rest of the story. Well, in our passage now today, we get the rest of the rest of the story. After that experience, Cleopas and his friend hightail it back to Jerusalem, and they find the other disciples gathered together. They are excited to share the news of their encounter with Jesus, only to find out that the risen Christ has also appeared to Peter. And just as they're sharing all of this news, Jesus himself comes and stands among them and offers them peace. And they are terrified because they think they're seeing a ghost. But Jesus reassures them that it is really him. He shows them his hands and his feet and invites them to touch him. As an extra measure of reassurance, he eats some fish to prove that he's not a ghost but is really there in the flesh. Jesus present in the flesh. I mean, an empty tomb is one thing, but Jesus present post-crucifixion in the flesh, well, that's quite a rest of the story. And it's a story that has implications for us. Not just in this Easter season, but always. Well, I've been thinking about Jesus in the flesh in light of the upcoming date of May 1st. 
which is the anniversary date of when I started to work here at Good Shepherd. At this time of year, I often find myself reflecting on my ministry. And this time, my memory was drawn to my very first day of work here at Good Shepherd. Boy, was I nervous. I was living in a hotel because I hadn't yet found a place to live. I was wondering if my move here was a good decision. Would I be up for the challenge of this vibrant, impactful ministry? My junior high self was shaking, wondering, would you like me? There were lots of questions and anxiousness. Well, as God would have it, one of the first people I met on my first day at Good Shepherd was one of our members, Judy Herman. Many of you remember Judy. She died almost three years ago now. But Judy was a ball of energy and love. She had a passion for caring for vulnerable people. In fact, that very night, she was going to be coordinating our ministry at Interfaith Hospitality Network as Good Shepherd took our turn caring for homeless families. Well, I met Judy here in our lobby, and when she realized who I was, she purposefully, purposefully walked right over to me, and then for the next few minutes, Judy made me the center of her world. She asked genuine questions and then really listened to my answers. She held eye contact and with her piercing blue eyes just radiated love at me. She held my hand long after a normal handshake should have ended. Well, looking back, I think Judy could sense my vulnerability as I began this new call and knew just what I needed in that moment. In short, Judy was Jesus in the flesh for me that day. In my anxiousness and fear, Jesus came with the gift of peace through the presence of this gracious woman. In truth, Jesus has come to me in the flesh many times over the years. And very often, Jesus has looked a lot like you. But I wonder how many times I have been like Cleopas and his friend on the road to Emmaus and haven't recognized him. How often have I experienced Jesus in the flesh, but I have not trusted that it was really him, like those disciples in our story today? Well, the good news is that Jesus keeps coming, offering us what we need. Jesus said, look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and blood as you see that I have. You see, Jesus is still among us in the flesh and often looks a lot like a friend or a spouse or a colleague or even a complete stranger. When are times in your life that you have encountered Jesus in the flesh, coming to you with 
gentle compassion or kind eyes? Has Jesus appeared to you in the flesh recently and offered you the gift of peace? Jesus still comes. May our eyes be open to recognize him, to to welcome him, to accept his peace in the midst of the challenges of life. This is true. The events of Easter are still happening. Jesus coming in the flesh is a part of our lives as much as the lives of those early disciples. What a delightful and surprising twist. And now you know the rest of the story. Amen.